Chapter 13 of the Principles of Economics with Applications to Practical Problems. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shana. The Principles of Economics with Applications to Practical Problems by Frank Albert Fetter. Chapter 13. Chapter 13 money as a tool in exchange section one origin of the use of money number one the exchange of goods by barter is extremely difficult in most cases thus far we have not considered the subject of money and have so far as possible avoided even use of the term value in economics does not depend on money and it is not necessarily connected with it things can be compared in their utility their importance to our welfare can be estimated without the use of money. Many problems of economics can be discussed pretty thoroughly and solved without the use of the word money or any term of similar meaning, but today it is impossible to go very far in the discussion of economic questions without using the concept of money, which is interwoven with every practical and theoretical problem in economics. We have delayed to the farthest limit the formal recognition of the subject, but we are now approaching the question of capital and interest. It is no longer possible to avoid a preliminary consideration of the money concept. In considering the problem of exchange of consumption goods, we have assumed that it is possible to weigh small differences in the marginal utility of goods and that such differences have influence on exchange. Now, in exchange by barter, such a small estimate is impossible. In barter, things are exchanged directly for each other in kind. If the two things do not chance to coincide in value, the exchange cannot be completed. An equivalent must be found, or a multiple, if the marginal utility of two goods is to be equalized for either party by exchange. As in most cases, this adjustment must be very incomplete many exchanges that would otherwise be advantageous cannot take place in the earlier stages of development this careful estimate of value is not found children do not make it the typical trade of the small boy is a trade even johnny exchanges his gingerbread for jimmy's jackknife it marks an epoch in the industrial development of the boy when he begins to keep the store with pens and no longer trades candy for apples but both for pens which have become the medium of exchange in his boy world he then can express values in much more exact terms in our society most children begin early to grow familiar with this conception but travelers find some savage tribes still in the earlier childish stage of development unable to grasp the thought of a general medium of exchange when through lack of a medium of exchange there is failure to adjust utilities there is a loss of the possible advantage in each defeated exchange there is a further waste of time and a vain efforts to find something that will be accepted in exchange and the loss offsets a large part of the gain even when the barter is effected number two some kind of enjoyable good in general use comes to be money that is to be accepted as a medium of exchange the difficulties just mentioned are met by the use of a medium of exchange 
a medium of exchange is simply one kind of wealth which is taken not for itself but to pass along in the belief that it will enable the taker to gratify his wants and distribute his purchasing power in a more effective way money is a invention in that it is a means of exchange that came into use independently in a great number of communities it is not an invention in the sense of a mechanical device suddenly hit upon but rather in the sense of a social custom that grows as its convenience is tested by practice money is used in some degree everywhere except in the most primitive tribes historically viewed the money first used in any community is seen in every case to be a commodity capable of giving immediate gratification a direct good and immediate use it then gradually comes to be used as money which is an indirect agent still later when the money habit is well established a kind of material having no utility except as a medium of exchange may come to be used number three money in its origin is that good which best unites the qualities that make it easy to sell to carry to know to keep to divide and to unite it is evident that if some one commodity is gradually to take on this use as a medium of exchange there will be a choice some things will be better fitted than others first this thing must have a quality of sellability or marketability in the channels of exchange it is taken not because it is wanted for itself but because it will help get something else that is wanted to be sure of a ready sale in a primitive community it must however be something that is generally desired food and clothing which supply the fundamental physical needs are the most generally used and desired of all goods but they do not have it the second quality of a good money material that is of a great value in small bulk transportability food is bulky the carrying of a venetian or of a bag of wheat on one's back a short distance requires an effort as great as that for the procuring of the food furs however have this quality in a high measure united with other qualities of money as is shown by their general use in the exchange of northern tribes thirdly a thing must be recognizable counterfeits must easily be avoided and the quality must be easy to test this is the quality of cognizability the love of ornament is universal in human societies and gives value to many materials combining in a high degree the qualities thus far named Fourthly, the money material when taken in exchange must remain without loss of quality perhaps for long periods until it can be exchanged again food does not answer to this requirement being organic and perishable but some of the metals having value in small bulk salability cognizability and durability step by step displace other forms of money finally money must be made of material easy to divide and unite it is a great convenience in small transactions to be able to represent a fractional value by a small coin the money material thus likewise is easily shifted to and from its money use it is a very poor money that has not this quality 
yet a thing may serve for money in a longer transactions without it cattle slaves and land have been thus used although they answer in a very rough way these fundamental requirements of the money material number four changing material and industrial conditions of society change the kind of money that is used the money use as it had just been shown is a resultant of a number of different motives in men things that have the highest claim to fitness for money with people at one stage of development would have a low claim at another as each of these stages is passed the thing is used as money either increases or decreases in its fitness the final choice depends on the resultant of all the advantages the use of a material may become more general or less so shells used for an ornament in poor communities cease to be so used in a higher state of achievement and thus their salability ceases furs used at some stage of development as money in all northern climes cease to be generally marketable when the fur-bearing animals are nearly killed off and the fur trade declines tobacco was at one time in virginia a great stable merchants were always ready to take it and its market price was known by all but as it ceased to be the almost exclusive product of the province it lost the knowableness and marketability it had before in agricultural and pastoral communities where everyone had a share in the pasture cattle were a fairly convenient form of money but today would be almost an inconvenient one a city merchant exchanging goods for portland china pigs and texas steers would envy the proverbial owner of a white elephant the value of the money material may fall so great as a result of greater production as in the case of iron tin copper that it becomes unsuitable again as wealth grows as exchange increases as the use of money develops as commerce extends to more distant lands the heavier less precious metals fail to serve the money need especially in the larger transactions thus in a sense different commodities compete each trying to prove its fitness to be a medium of exchange but only one or two or three at the most can at one time hold such a place silver and gold step by step often making little progress in a century have displaced other commodities and now the stable and dominant forms of money in the world today every community has witnessed some stage of this evolution now nations are divided into two groups silver and gold using in accordance with the metals they use as standards the gold-using countries are the most advanced industrially, requiring the most valuable money material. Many countries have passed in the last century from the silver to gold standard and in an intermediate period have tried to use both standards. The Asiatic and South American countries mainly use silver, while most of those in North America and Europe use gold. While industrial changes thus affect the choice of money in turn money reacts upon the other industrial conditions if a new and more convenient material is found or the value of the money metal changes to a degree that affects the generalness of its use industry is greatly affected 
the discovery of mines in america brought into europe in the sixteenth century a great supply of the precious metals and this change in the use of money reacted powerfully on industry money being itself one of the most important of the industrial conditions is infected by and in turn affects all others section two nature of the use of money number one money in all its money uses is an indirect agent to be judged just as a other indirect agents are the key to this section is the thought that the function of money is to serve as an indirect agent money is often by figure of speech called a tool literally a tool is a bit of material which taken in the hand is used to apply force to other things to shape them or move them figuratively this is just what money does a man takes it in his hand not to get enjoyment out of it but to apply force to move something and with that which he moves is the other commodity adam smith aptly likened money to the road and wagons that transport goods thus gratifying wants by putting things into a more convenient place money is only one of the multitude forms of wealth it is not even the most valuable it has value just as other indirect agents have the loss caused by taking away an indirect agent is entirely greater than the benefit usually attributed to it and its utility in the extremest conditions is greater than its marginal utility under ordinary conditions food is not credited in the market with enormous value but if starvation threatened all else would be given for food in a like manner each individual values money according to the importance of the marginal service it renders but the marginal service is far from measuring the loss that will be caused by the entire disuse of money in a society without money industrial processes would be very different and exchange would be hampered in the most inconceivable ways it is true therefore that money is an economic factor of high importance but it is not so indispensable as many other factors to which far less value is attributed a poor community has low money because it cannot afford more it gets along with less money than is convenient just as it gets along with fewer indirect agents of every other kind than it could use pioneers in a poor community where the average wealth is low cannot afford to keep a large number of wagons plows good roads or schoolhouses if the community were wealthy enough it would have more of these and of other things and as great as is the convenience of money poor communities have to do with little of it it is therefore a confusion of cause and effect for poor communities to imagine that their poverty is due to lack of money number two out of its use as a medium of exchange comes the use of money as a common denominator of values money serves as a common denominator for as all other things can be expressed in terms of money through it the value of other things can be compared the other things can be expressed in money because they are constantly exchanged for it all things being compared with money can in turn be compared with each other some consider this service a common denominator to be the primary and most important function of money sometimes a money of account is found which is not in its use as a medium of exchange cattle and slaves 
have served as money of account while not used as a medium of exchange in larger transactions money of account is used as the shilling in new york which for a century has not been in use at all as a medium of exchange it is however only apparent that a denominator of value the shilling represents five-fourths of ten cents the actual standard is the dollar the shilling is only a habitual form of speech and is mentally reduced to terms of the money in use a decimal system is a great convenience in the use of money as a common denominator but not indispensable it is a striking fact that england until a few years ago the greatest industrial nation still uses a money unit requiring cumbrous calculations number three other uses of money are as a storehouse of saving and as a standard of deferred payments these uses grow out of those before mentioned the standard of deferred payments is the unit of value in which debts are agreed to be paid later it is evidently most convenient and therefore almost inevitable that the common denominator in which all values are expressed from day to day should continue to be taken as the value unit when the completion of the exchange is delayed a day a month or a year this will be more fully discussed at a later stage of our study the use of money as a storehouse of saving was more common formerly than it is now when better ways than the hoarding of money are found for laying up a rainy day in some measure however money is hourly serving this use which is still an important one money kept to be used tomorrow or five years hence is a storehouse of value for twenty-four hours or for five years in either case it is being kept to complete at a later time its use as a medium of exchange a thing ceases to be money logically viewed the moment without the purpose that it shall be spent ultimately the typical miser is a man who has lost his reason as regards the money use money must be deemed therefore to perform the essential service as a storehouse of saving that it does a medium of exchange in either case it is to be kept only to the moment when it will afford the maximum of pleasure section three the value of typical money number one the money use historically considered is a new use added to a good and it increases the demand for that good the history of any particular kind of money may be traced back to a point where it was not money since the money use has been added gradually to the other uses the value of the material later to become money is determined as is that of any good according to its marginal utility in all possible applications no new theory is required to explain the value of this same commodity as it is gradually acquires the added use of a medium of exchange the new use influences demand for the thing just as do the other uses what is here said must be understood as applying to typical money which is at the same time a commodity having other issues other things that are not typical money come later to be used as money under legal regulations number two a good that comes to be used as money continues to have a commodity use along with the money use 
when a thing is wanted for some quality that gives immediate gratification to the user the explanation of its value is simple ornaments shells feathers food can be seen to have a direct want gratifying power the money use is one that works no physical or visible change in goods and to many minds it appears so different from other utilities that it remains quite mysterious and incomprehensible to persons accustomed to thinking on problems of value this case appears to be no more difficult than that of anything else having two or more uses cows are used for milk for meat and as beasts of burden each of these uses is logically independent as a cause of value yet all are mutually related the values of cattle being determined by the consideration of their uses united into one scale of diminishing utility number three the uses of money may get a rent-bearing form of wealth the rent that money yields is in the form of convenience and economy this is sometimes rendered directly as psychic income as in enabling the traveler to buy his dinner for the money thus yields gratification just as does the carriage in which he rides one may go for a day to the seashore without a parasol and suffer from the heat or without money and suffer from hunger in every case where money is retained for a time in possession there is expected from it a usufruct as great as or greater than can be secured from anything else for which it can be exchanged this usufruct is a net surplus or income yielded by a sum of money undiminished in amount up to the moment that it is spent but meantime increasing in the gratification it will help to secure in many cases in practical business money yields gratification only indirectly as the objective contract rent received as interest for borrowed money in business uses or as economic rent when the use of money in business enables one to secure a larger income because money yields a rent man make the sacrifice involved in keeping a stock of it on hand this rent is based on part of the value of money that is derived from its money use as the use of money as a standard of deferred payment or basis of commercial obligations does not require they be owned by the parties writing the contract the use of money is a free good a sort of social by-product of the medium of exchange when money is in use in a community any person may drop contracts in terms of money borrowing and lending buying and selling wealth later to be repaid in other wealth or services expressed in the circulating medium number four money may be defined as a generally accepted material of means of payment and medium of exchange thus its primary and essential function may appear to be less important as new modes of balancing accounts of wealth are devised but its functions as a common denominator of values and as a standard deferred payment are increasingly important in an advancing society it is this expression of value of all other things in terms of money which may well be deemed the essential characteristics of the capitalistic age in earlier periods wealth was thought of and expressed in concrete terms now it is expressed in money the general use of money affects men's ways of looking at wealth and speaking of it 
without appreciating the nature and function of money it is impossible to grasp the significance of capital in modern industry and the consideration of which we are now to enter upon End of chapter 13